All right, welcome back to the Joe Rose Show. Hollywood Omar Kelly, Vlad here with you. It's time to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood Holland. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Joe Z is out in the cold in, uh, in South Bend. Uh, Joe Z, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm good, Hollywood. Omar, how are you guys doing this morning? 34 degrees here in South Bend. Mm. A little on the chilly side, but all is good. Well, I just hope the uh, Canes Hoops team tonight, Joe, can, uh, can find a way to heat things up here. And we, we were talking about a little this morning, and uh, they, they need to start racking up some wins here to uh, just to get into this NCAA tournament here. Some of these losses are, uh, are starting to sting a little, Joe. What do you think it's going to take for this team to, uh, to start trending back towards that direction of getting into the NCAA tournament? Well, the first thing is uh, you got to get healthy. And they have not had debilitating injuries. They've just had injuries that have kept players from participating either in practice or games. And Really, since December the 10th, they've only had two practices, maybe three, with their uh, full complement of players and their starters together. Uh, one of those practices was yesterday, so I feel better about that. But uh, starting you know early December, first it was Nigel Pack that went down, then it was Wilga Poplar, and then the other day it was Norchad O'Meara. And it's hard uh, to, to, to uh, get the dynamics right when guys are in and out of the lineup. And in addition to that, uh, and probably because of it, they've lost a couple of close games on the road. One at, at Wake Forest in overtime, a game where Matt Cleveland had the last shot of the game in regulation, right from the elbow, a shot they had made the entire game. Ball went around and came out. And uh, then you lose the game in overtime on a couple of silly turnovers. And then the other day, you play without Omir, and you take Syracuse right to the wire, have a chance to win that game. Bensley Joseph misses a shot along the baseline, and um, Syracuse, at the end of the game, uh, they make an improbable shot uh, to win the game. I thought it was, it was kind of funny that uh, Jay Williams on ESPN kind of ripped Miami's defense um, at the end of the game for allowing Copeland to make the shot. And I thought, well, okay, the guy that – um, everybody was concerned with was Judah Mintz, who is one of the best players in this league and getting into the lane, getting to the free throw line. Miami assigned Matt Cleveland to him. It pushed uh, Mintz to behind the three-point line on the right wing. He makes a cross-court pass uh, to Copeland, who had made five three-pointers in his career. And the only one who thought Copeland was going to make that three was Copeland, who was falling out of bounds when he made the shot. Uh, so... To answer your question, Hollywood, win close games, uh, be better with their late-game execution, and get healthy. And you, know, you lose these games in college basketball, they're critical because uh, it's not a long NBA season. You don't have a lot of time to make it up. You've got 13 games, like you mentioned. And uh, so uh, if they're going to make a push to get to the tournament, it has to start tonight at Notre Dame. Do you believe that they have the talent to turn it around, Joe? Uh, yeah, I do. They, I mean, uh, Omar, at any particular time, uh, their starting lineup tonight uh, could feature three future NBA players or guys that will get a look by the NBA. And Matt Cleveland, uh, Wilga Poplar, and Keyshawn George probably going to be a pro sooner than later. Hopefully it'll be later, but he's really coming on strong. Uh, their problem is size and depth. And, um, you know, they're, they're outmanned in the size department, so they have to play small and find – different ways to win, what they probably did not count on, uh, and they were probably did not count on that their bench would not give them any help this year. Uh, last year, 
their bench did help them out a lot. Guys like Beverly and Walker and Vincent Joseph came off the bench. Uh, those guys always did something in the game. Rebound, made a shot, got a steal, maybe didn't show up in the box score. They did something to help them win. Now, when they go to the bench, uh, it's Christian Watson. He was a, uh, I mentioned this the other day, uh, in the in the Wake Forest game, he played, it was an overtime game. He played 20 minutes. He was a plus minus. He was a minus 22. Uh, A.J. Casey and, and these guys, guys have been in the program and um, for whatever reason just are not getting to the, to the level they need to be at in this league, and that, that's really hurt them this season. Uh, you can listen to our coverage tonight on 790 AM. We'll have a 630 pregame for you, Miami and Notre Dame. All right, Joe, the uh, schedule for football is starting to, uh, to trickle out here. There's, uh, I saw Miami's got a Virginia Tech game on, uh, on a, was it a Friday night uh, coming up here. That's uh, the first one we've seen so far. But uh, more importantly, uh, Miami got a couple of quarterbacks here, Joe. What can you tell us about these transfer portal quarterbacks and uh, what, uh, what is the mood around the football program about these guys? Well, leave it to the ACC to schedule Miami and Virginia Tech for a Friday night. But I suspect the reason Miami's playing on a Friday night is uh, the the week after that game, there's probably going to be a little road trip involved, uh, I would imagine, since uh, the league has uh, added three teams. So follow me on that one. Oh, California, uh, I got gotcha. you. A, a little road okay. trip there. So, um, But the quarterback <laughs> nice. situation, you know, uh, Cam Ward comes in, and we got the kid from Albany, but Cam Ward – uh, was the big prize, uh, according to the experts in the transfer portal at the quarterback position. Uh, he's a big kid. He is um, a guy that can escape the rush, uh, but that's not his forte is not running. His forte is throwing. And I, what I find interesting, and I mentioned this last night on the hotline, is uh, at Washington State, they were well over 50% throwing the football. And at Miami, they looked for a little more balance of, 50-50 run pass. So um, somewhere along the line, there's going to have to be an agreement on what this offense is going to look like because he's he would be, in, in basketball terms, you'd call him a pass-first guard. And uh, I think he's a pass-first quarterback. And so you got to utilize that weapon. He gets the ball down the field. He's a very good passer. His, um, his uh, touchdown to interception rate is very good. He lands the deep ball, and he's got a lot of confidence in his arm, and uh, Miami kind of wants to be physical and run the football, and maybe that leads to a play-action game, but he was pass-heavy at Washington State. Now, maybe he didn't have the weapons around him. You know, I don't, didn't follow Washington State as closely. He didn't, maybe didn't have the running game weapons around him that he might have at Miami, but nonetheless, I, I believe in my heart that he, he wants to show off his arm. Let me ask you a little bit about Cam McCormick. Um uh, eighth year of eligibility, Joe. I know in your lifetime you've never seen this. I, I, I uh, uh, do you think that he can actually be a contributor more than a coach for the Hurricanes this season? Oh yeah, he's a good contributor, Omar. He's a uh, he's a whale of a end of line blocker at the tight end position. <laughs> yeah, he he adds to the. Uh, now, I mean, it's crazy. You got a guy in eighth or ninth year, but listen, college athletics is nothing like what it was when you were covering it. It's uh, out of control. So that he just fits right in with everything else that's going on with college athletics. But on the field, yes, he's uh, not a great um, receiving tight end, although 
when when the ball went in his direction, he did show good hands. It just is just was last year. Uh, I don't think Miami really incorporated the tight end into their passing game for whatever reason. I think uh, the three tight ends probably had a combined. I don't know if they. I would say they were under 20 receptions, uh, the three tight ends. And they, they started really – was the last team of the year against Boston College where the tight ends made plays in the passing game. But over the course of the season, in the passing game, uh, the tight ends were kind of non-existent. He was a very good end-of-line blocker, very smart player, and a guy that brings a lot of leadership to your team. So he can be a coach on the field, but from a physical standpoint, yes, he can, he can, still, he can play. All right, so the schedule again continuing to trickle out. We'll Cades Hoops for you on 790 AM tonight, 7 o'clock tip, Miami and Notre Dame, 630 pregame. Joe, I, I'm debating whether I wanted to ask you this or not, but like I feel like you have the most knowledge about this, you know, maybe except for Vlad, who's been working here forever too. But we, we did a uh, like a Mount Rushmore of, of radio hosts. South uh, Florida South radio. Florida sports radio hosts. And I know you've been around at QIM for a while, and you've worked with everyone. And I hate to put you on the spot here. We're, but, but we're putting uh, you on the spot here, Josie. Who would, we who need would your make, Mount uh, Rushmore. Who would make your list, Joe? Wait a minute. I, I put that station on the air in 1990. Are you, are you making a campaign for, a for campaign? your spot yeah, on the Mount like Rushmore? It. That's what no, it sounds like. No, 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 no. I was the, I was the guy hiring people. I, so I mean, you'd have to have Joe Rose, okay. Jim Mandage. Hank Goldberg. Who gets uh, your fourth spot? Because, hey, you know, it sounds like you're going QAM heavy when I will tell you that Dan Lebetard is a heavyweight of radio now and probably changed radio in South Florida, thought, if not oh, the I nation. Thought you were, I thought, oh, I thought, I thought you were only mentioning oh, all of South Florida. Okay, so Lebetard be on there. I, I didn't, you know... Uh, we we didn't early. we didn't just want don't a QAM exclusive. Don't exclusive. Him. Don't I influence mean, I I, I, I don't I, I don't need Lebetard and his goons to get on Dan, uh, uh, Joe Zagaki. Come on. So okay. So we got we got we we, we, we want your order. Give me your order. Give but, me. But, but wait a minute. It, 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 what are you guys judging that on? Because uh, you know, with Susan and Shambi mm, have gone on to have great true. careers, and they started at QAM. So they they went on to have great careers. Uh, Dave Lamont and Jimmy Cephalo did a trim. They kind of kicked off uh, mm. morning sports radio with the first team. You have Jeff DeForest, probably got to be in there someplace, right? He was on for a long time. Wait a minute. You, you tell Goldie. us where that place is because you're the uh, making of Mount Rushmore here. You know, Goldie, Goldie was on the morning show for a long time with Joe and now uh, parlayed that into. And are we just talking. Talk show hosts? Yeah, we're talking talk show hosts. South Florida okay. sports talk show hosts. The Mount Rushmore. All right? Come on, Josie. We don't need no punk out answer. We, 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 no, so you, you be nice to Joe. Your number guys. one seed is, is who? Who's your number one seed? Oh, my number one seed is Joe Rose. Okay, all right. Because, because um, you're talking to the Joe Rose show. We understand. No, well, Stop, this way, Omar. Let, Let me do my thing Omar. over here. Come on. Omar. Yes. Who, who's been on longer? Okay, Joe's had a long, absolutely longer career in any radio, any radio. Thank you. Forget sports, any radio host. The, the um, he's an institution. Castronovo, Paul Castronovo would be next to Joe Rose in terms of longevity. Maybe would I be right on that? Yeah, yeah. Neil, what about so Neil? Nobody, what about Neil? Uh, 
Well, now, Neil would be on a Mount Rushmore, but I thought we were going sports. Uh, okay, and, and so you disqualified him. I got it. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I disqualified him as well because I, I listened to Neil for, God, must be four years, and I don't think he talked sports for four years. But So, okay. He, he could talk sports. He's a brilliant guy. He could talk sports. There's no question about that. Um, but if you guys are just narrowing it down to, to sports and, and sports radio, then you've got to go – uh, with Joe Rose because of his longevity, his uh, uh, entertain entertainment value, the way that he's related to the audience, nobody survives in this business that long. Uh, the way Joe has, he's everybody's and, buddy, and, and so Joe would be there. Levitar did turn things upside down and brought a a different um, approach, and certainly has parlayed that into uh, an enormous platform. So yes. Uh, and I think people are attracted to listening to people that are interesting. And Dan is very interesting because of his writer's background. He was a tremendous writer yes. with a great vocabulary. Great. And you, you, you know, a tremendous vocabulary and a great writer, a wordsmith, and was able to go from uh, the written part of the business to the oral to, part. Yep. To oral and being entertaining and using. It, what, what his strength was in writing was his ability to be a great wordsmith. And, and so a great interviewer, too. And a great interview yeah, as right. well. Right. All right. Yeah. So, so we got two spots. Now we need your final and two spots. You got to have Hank Goldberg on there because he was a pioneer and um, a guy that broke stories and uh, was an incredible uh, interviewer as well. And then I'm going to throw a wild card in there, one that you've not brought up and probably – None of us would be doing any of this if I don't mention this name and because he was one of the very, very first that did sports talk radio every single night, and that would be Sonny Hirsch. I have no idea who that even is. That's why do, you do, should do you, be quiet during this while uh, he's doing it. Uh, you don't do, even know do, who that is. Who, who's Sonny Hurst? Educate Joe me. Z. You don't know who Sonny Hurst is? I have no idea who Sonny Hurst is. shame on you. For someone that's lived in this town that tell, long. Tell me. Tell me who is. Educate me. You who don't was, know Sonny Hurst, who, who was the voice of the Miami Hurricanes well before me, who was on WKT, uh, which is 1360 on the AM dial, doing uh, sports talk radio well before sports talk radio was even a thing, before it was even a format. Sonny Hurst was doing sports talk radio. He was a guy that um, recreated games on the radio. There were times where they didn't travel, and he recreated the games by listening to by by uh, the ticker. The, the the information would come across on the AP wire, and he would look at it and recreate uh, games. And was the general manager of the the Miami Marlins uh, slash Baltimore Orioles uh, minor league team. Probably isn't. Major League Baseball here without uh, without Sonny's input input of uh, promoting uh, baseball in South Florida. So I would have to put he was my broadcast partner. I would have to put Sonny on there because he did sports talk radio probably for forty years before it was even known as a as an everyday format. See, I, I thought sport. I thought the Hurricanes began with you, Josie. I, I really did. Right. Well, Joe, thank you, that. thank you for the time this morning. This guy is this guy to my right is is just he's all over the place. Listen, I'm I, sorry I, you had to deal with that. Get back to enjoying your road trip. And uh, I, I don't know, but wait a minute, Omar, you are a writer and a historian, a writer in South Florida. How do you not know Sonny Hurst? And you covered the Hurricanes. I, 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 I'm going to admonish you on that one. No, I, I had no idea. You've got to go back into the 
you need to go back into the history books of South Florida. You know what, Josie? He's, he's suffering from low Tua, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna get him fixed up. All right. <laughs> at, hey, le- at least Joe, we got a quarterback. I'll talk. I'll talk. I'll talk to you tonight. Miami just all right, paid Josie? for theirs. All right. All right, Joe. Thanks, Joe.